This is a podcast from Seven Vineyard. Right, we're going to introduce Jess to you. So Jess, why don't you come and join me if you don't mind. We've got a stand there for your iPad now. For those of you that don't know Jess, um, Jess is from South Africa. <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. I'm just trying to warm them up for you here. Um, she and Caleb moved here nearly three years ago. No, two years, isn't it? Uh, from Cape Town uh, to take over Field Church, which is uh, our sister vineyard church here in Bristol. Um, if you didn't know that, that, we've got three vineyard churches here in Bristol, and uh, Field and Seven planted Lighthouse. They got together, had a baby. It was very nice. And uh, so Jess and Caleb have been leading that church. It's never easy. I think it's easier to plant a church, because Claire and I started this church, than it is to take a church over. Uh, but they've done a fine job of taking over Field Church, and uh, we're so glad that they've become our friends. They live close by us we get on very well they're two gorgeous children so Jess thank you so much for sharing this morning we've got the privilege as well of Caleb in two weeks time speaking as well so this is great this is part one so thanks very much for joining us why don't we pray together uh, we welcome you uh, Jess we welcome you Holy Spirit we thank you for what you're doing uh, in their lives and um, yeah would you would you whatever you put on Jess's heart uh, we trust that there's just a connection with what's going on in our lives for some of us and we look for that connection today and we listen to what you're saying to us, God. We pray that you would speak powerfully in such a divinely anointed way through Jess this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That means we agree, yeah? Good. All right. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's really lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm going to get straight in. Um, so, yeah, I've really been enjoying... Um, delving into your current series on what does the gospel of Christ mean for you. And I'm specifically going to dive into the aspect of talking to God this morning um, as his beloved children. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Recently, I was putting my daughter Leah to bed and I was praying for her, trying to help her calm down and she just interrupted me and she said, actually, can I just pray? <laughs> and I was like, okay. So she launched into this prayer and, and she was like, Jesus, I know that you have so many files in your head of all the names of everyone on the planet. And it must just be so overwhelming to have to think about everyone all the time. And you just have these files and files and files of names in your head. And I just want to ask you, Jesus, can you just take a rest? Can you just take a moment and go, maybe just go sit in a tree and just talk to your father and just tell him how you're feeling. <laughs> I was like getting to be a fly on the wall. Like here, I'm like, it was just, me I was blown away. And um. I was so struck how kind of selfless her prayer was, where so often my prayers are about what I need. And here she is <laughs> empathizing, thinking how Jesus must be feeling. And it reminded me of Mary Magdalene when she poured out the oil, her expensive oil over Jesus' feet and where everyone else was just sitting and enjoying, receiving his teaching. She gave back and um, it kind of caused a stir, but Jesus was so blessed by that, and I think I really just in that moment was struck by what Leia modeled to me in relationship with Jesus being two-way, um, So, and also just her understanding of 
Jesus, uh, of, of Jesus' relationship with his father, just, you know, getting to just retreat and chat to him. And that model that Jesus showed us of chatting to Abba Father is what I want to speak about this morning. Um, so, yeah, because we have the privilege of talking to God as our Father too. So in John 20, verse 17, Jesus instructs Mary Magdalene. He's just risen, and she meets him in the garden, and she holds him and hugs him. And he says, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So Mary was the first evangelist that Jesus sent out after his resurrection. And the message that he gave her was of God being our father, just as he is Jesus' father. So Paul reiterates this truth in Romans 8 verse 15, emphasizing that we have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters, enabling us to cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So suffering is an inevitable part of life, even for children of the Most High God. However, our suffering is not in vain. We don't have to face it alone. We have Jesus by our side, accompanying us through the struggles. We can cry out to our Abba Father, knowing that he cares for us and will never leave us or forsake us. Matthew 7, verse 7 Um, assures us that we can ask, Jesus assures us we can ask, seek, and knock, and we will receive, find, and have doors open to us. Just as imperfect parents know how to give good gifts to their children, our Father in heaven, who is perfect, delights in giving good gifts to those who ask him. When my children ask me for something significant, like a pony, I may not fulfill the request instantly, but I still am not offended by the fact that they've asked for something that's like beyond my budget, um, because it reveals something of their heart to me, and you know, and it might set in motion a thought in my mind of like maybe one day I can make this dream a reality. Um, and on a side note, <laughs> that actually happened where my daughter said I want a pony, and I was like, oh Jesus please, can you provide a pony for my daughter? And the next day, this lady brought a pony to our house and said, your daughter's welcome to ride it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so he answers prayers. Um, (laughs) But um, likewise, when we express our desires to God, it initiates a process where he actively works with us and brings those things to fruition in his perfect timing. Psalm 139, verse 4 says, even before I speak, you already know what I will say. So why do we need to communicate with God when he already knows our thoughts, our struggles, our needs, and our desires? I believe the answer lies in understanding God's character as a loving and good father. He possesses all knowledge and power, but he doesn't impose himself on us. Instead, 
He desires to be actively involved in every aspect of our lives, but he waits for us to invite him in. God loves to partner with us, but he respects our freedom to choose whether to invite him into our circumstances or not. This understanding is why we are encouraged to pray unceasingly. If we live in an imperfect world, um, we, we live in an imperfect world, but we have the opportunity to channel the reality of heaven. We just need to be really intentional about it and make it a lifestyle. God has entrusted us with the privilege of having authority to bring his kingdom to earth, even in ordinary moments of our lives. By cultivating the habit of unceasing prayer and conversation with God just as a, as a rhythm of life, we shift our perspective on all circumstances and situations and step into a life where the impossible and supernatural is possible and within arm's reach all the time. During my time in the UK over the past two years, I've been reflecting on the importance of prayer a lot. While the UK is an amazing country, especially in summer, the experience of moving to a new place and leaving loved ones behind has been challenging for me and my family, and especially in the winter. Prayer has been my lifeline and keeping me sane and hopeful as I navigate adjusting to a new country. And both praying from the heart and praying scripture and using liturgy is all really helpful. I think God loves it when we just pour out our heart to him. We're just honest, you know, because he knows anyway what's going on. But when we pray the scripture and liturgy, it helps us to align. Like I'm now praying what God's actually said. So I'm praying his promises and it just raises our faith. I have been so encouraged over the last two years by how God has heard and answered my prayers during this time. And it's really deepened my faith in the power, uh, in his power and his attentive response to us when we call upon him. In Philippians 4 verse 6, we are reminded that the Lord is near. We are encouraged not to be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, we are to present our requests to God through prayer and petition, accompanied by thanksgiving. By doing this, we are exchanging our anxiety, cares, worries, and concerns for God's transcendent peace, which surpasses all understanding. And this peace guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In Mark 11, verse 24, we are taught that when we pray, we should believe that, what we, that we have received what we've asked for, and it encourages us to approach prayer with confidence and faith in God's kindness and power. When we talk about prayer, we often think about our intentional devotional times in the morning, and these are really essential moments with our Father, but prayer should be, become like breathing for us, a continuous conversation with the Lord throughout the day. We are reminded that the Lord is near and our conversation with him 
should never cease. As believers, we know that Jesus has already triumphed over sin and he has given us authority to bring his kingdom to earth. And we access uh, this through prayer. And it's really exciting. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16, we are urged to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances because it is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Why is it important to pray unceasingly? Because every single moment of our lives is an opportunity for God's kingdom to break through. Ephesians 6 verse 18 encourages us to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. By being alert and always keeping on praying for all the Lord's people, we can be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world and spiritual forces. In this, in the seemingly ordinary moments of our lives, we have the privilege to partner with God in bringing his kingdom to earth. Whether we are waiting in a queue or stuck in traffic, those are precious moments not to be missed where we can intercede for others and for specific situations. And when we choose to pray in those small moments, we invite kingdom, the kingdom of light to prevail. Through our prayers, we usher God's goodness into those circumstances and the spiritual force of evil have no place. Ephesians 5 verse 16 reminds us to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, every moment presents an opportunity to bring God's kingdom to earth and every thought can be turned into a prayer. Our Heavenly Father delights in us praying big, impossible prayers because it demonstrates our faith and trust in Him. We believe that He is who He says He is, capable of creating something out of nothing and bringing things into being through His words. As 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 tells us, God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. Therefore, no prayer is too big for him. We can be confident that God hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him, as is mentioned in 1 John 5 verse 14. Even if we ask for things that may not align with his ultimate will, it's okay to share our hearts with him. We can add the humble acknowledgement of if it pleases you at the end of our prayers, just as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed, Lord, take this cup, yet not my will but yours be done. Hebrews 11 verse 6 teaches us that without faith it is impossible to please God. Drawing near to him and seeking him with our whole hearts pleases him. It's not about what we can do for him to please him, but rather our unwavering belief in who he is and what he can do. As spiritual beings engaged in spiritual battle, we can take comfort in the victory of Jesus. Now every moment becomes an opportunity to bring heaven to earth. And Romans 8 verse 15 reminds us that we have received the spirit of adoption and, and as sons and daughters of God, and we can cry to him, Abba, Father, 
we can approach him as children without fear of saying the wrong thing. And we can even engage in negotiations with him. As we've seen example in the Bible, Moses pleading for the Israelites, Abraham bargaining with God for right, the righteous people in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesus honoring Mary's request at the wedding of Cana. Um, there's so many examples where there's dialogue between God and we can actually, God actually wants us because, to dialogue with him because it actually changes our hearts. Um, and I have a personal example of this um, being, I've been praying for a house for us, for our family, um, where we have space and we can host. And, um, and I felt like, oh, this is quite selfish for me to be praying that God would give me a bigger house, you know. Um, so in my prayers, I was, I was negotiating with God and I was saying, God, if you give me a bigger house with more space, I promise you I will host people all the time and be hospitable. And, um, and I started praying these prayers and within two months, we were moving house and God provided. Sure, he's good. <laughs> He provided us with just our dream home, like in our budget, and it's just an absolute miracle. And um, yeah, it was so striking to me how he really cares about our heart's desires. We don't have to play it down, you know, to um, ask for less um, because he's put his spirit in us and our desires as his children are ultimately to glorify him with everything we have. Um, Last year, Caleb and I went to uh, watch the Passion Play in a village called Oberammergau in Bavaria, in Germany. Um, and it's such a beautiful story. This village, uh, there, was a, there was a disease that was spreading across the area. Um, and it was in, in 1632, Shane, they even like named this guy Kasper Schisler brought the plague to the village. <laughs> He's been named in the books of history. Um, and this village got together and prayed, and they said, God, if you keep us um, from catching this, this plague, we will do the Passion Play every year. And now it's still going. Um, and we went to watch this play, and it's just incredible how God really does honor that when we, when we you know, say, like, we acknowledge, like, it's your grace, it's your mercy, and we want to respond with gratitude. And it's just so beautiful that he, um, he answered that prayer of this village, and they're still giving glory to him through showing the world um, the passion of the Christ. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to lead us in um, prayer now. Um, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer, and just in a more contemplative kind of way. So I'm just going to lead us through line by line. Um, so yeah, if you want to close your eyes, just get comfy and um, um, just let just focus on the Father. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father. Just think about the idea of God as your loving parent, who, one who's good and kind. He has good intentions towards you. You can imagine him embracing you or smiling at you. 
And if you can, picture his face and make eye contact with him. And just maybe say, my father, Abba Father, in heaven, think about the idea that God is all around you right now, like oxygen. He surrounds and soaks your body with his spirit, abiding within you like oxygen. As you breathe, imagine that each breath invites God deeper into you, remembering that God loves living here in you. Hallowed be your name. Sit with your Father in joyful, grateful worship. You might want to sit in silence for a few minutes. Just imagine your whole being caught up into his and what it feels like to be mingled with the God of love. You can whisper your praise and gratitude to him. Thank you, Father, for your kindness. Thank you, Father, for loving me. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we experience God's heart, allow it to inspire prayer for your family, your friends, your workplace, your city, your church, your community, your life. Yeah, we invite your kingdom to come here in seven. We invite your kingdom to come in the church in Bristol. We ask that your kingdom come in the city of Bristol, God. And in each workplace and family represented in this room today, let your kingdom come. Your will be done. Let heaven come to earth through these lives. Give us each day our daily bread. Maybe there's something that you're desiring that's on your heart, and you can just, in your mind, just kind of bring that before God. What it is that you need right now. Remember that God is your Father. Bring to Him the provision, healing, and understanding you need and ask him to intervene. Think of all the places you need him. Maybe it's emotional, giving him anxieties and cares. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Knowing that God sees you and longs to heal every part of you, you can ask him for forgiveness in specific areas of your life. Ask the Spirit to search your heart and reveal them to you. And ask the same for those who have sinned against you, asking the Spirit to help you to continue to forgive and release them to God. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. Ask for God's strength and resolve to resist temptation in the three enemies of your soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world and its ideologies, consumerism, materialism, escapism, addiction, greed. The flesh, its pride, self-gratification, lust, prejudice. The devil, his lies, shaming, hatred, violence, accusing. Ask the Spirit to save you from giving into the temptation of all three, even from what you're unable to see in your life. And ask God posit- God's positive blessing in these spaces, inviting his goodness to lead the way and make itself evident in your every moment. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Yes, Father God, we love you. We're grateful for you. We thank you that you love to speak to us and that you love when we speak to you. And thank you that we don't have to have it all together and we don't have to only present to you the parts that we think you are acceptable. We can come, as um, Becky said, just we can come as we are before you all of us, just as we are.